Blog Talk Radio. And now on Blog Talk Radio, you're listening to Wine Talk with Stu the Wine Guru. talk for today, Thursday, May 5th, 2011. Happy Cinco de Mayo. It's 6 p.m. Eastern, and I'm your host, Stu the Wine Guru, coming to you live from beautiful Coral Springs, Florida, as I always do. As you know, I'll take your calls at any time during the show at 1-646-381-4860 or email me your questions at info at com. You can also go to my chat room here on the show page and chat with other wine enthusiasts or tweet me on Twitter at, at StuTheWineGuru and I'll read them all your questions live on the show. I want to say thanks to all the listeners globally for getting the word out about my show. Welcome to all of you listening worldwide. I call that the power of the people meets the power of the Internet. Now, if you want to find out more about me, just Google Stu the Wine Guru. You can find the websites, the videos, the articles, and the TV shows I'm currently a part of. Speaking of articles and reviews, I'm writing wine articles and reviews for Yahoo, The Examiner, and I just put an article into the Simply the Best magazine. So look for those as well. All my wine articles are now available on any smartphone. Just download the Hello Vino app, and you can take my wine reviews and articles with you, like half a million people have done around the world, anywhere you go. Tonight I have one of the top bass players in the world. As a studio musician, John has played on countless albums with artists such as B.B. King, Bonnie Raitt, Chick Corea, Herbie Hancock, Natalie 
Natalie Cole, Bon Jovi, Queen Latifah, Sting, Carly Simon. These are just some of the names, the luminaries. In addition to his love of bass playing, he has a love of wine. The person I'm speaking about, John Patitucci, and he'll be joining us shortly. Of course, the number to call in, one six four six three eight one four eight six zero. Or if you're shy and you prefer the computer, email me your questions to info at stewthewineguru.com. Again, as I mentioned at the top of the show, you can tweet your questions to at stewthewineguru on Twitter, and I'll read them live here on the show. As always, I've opened a chat room for the listeners to go into and chat and talk, of course, ask questions. And you can also ask questions of me or John, and I'll check into the chat room periodically live during the show and get answers for you. Yeah, hi, this is Tony Danza. You listen to Stu the Wine Guru. He's not bad. I listen to him every once in a while. You know, drink a Tuscan Red, try to take down the edge. Pretty good. I like him. Not bad. Let me make sure everyone listening knows John's website and can go there for more information about him and his music. To learn more about John Patitucci, go to www.johnpatitucci.com. That's J-O-H-N-P-A-T-I-T-U-C-C-I.com. And listen, you can listen to some of his music or find out where you can see him you know, perform live. So without further wait, let's bring on my guest for the night and to steal from an old David Letterman intro, wake the kids, kick the dogs, tell the neighbors, it's John Patitucci, everyone. John, how are you? I'm doing good. What's happening? Ah, you are. Uh, um, can you hear me on this line? I, I called you on two phones because one of my other phones doesn't work so well. I can hear you. I heard you okay on that one. Uh, let me check on this one. Yeah. How about this one? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear oh, me? Much better. Great. Much better. Much better. Great. Okay. Yeah. So, first of all, I want to start by thanking you for being on my show. I mean, it's a great honor to have you not only here, but again, I have to say, I'm a bass player, as everyone knows. And so, for me, <laughs> That's great. this is extra special. Oh. Um, now, I have a lot of questions for you, John. And also, the way it works here is that, you know, I have people that have emailed questions in or actually are emailed questions as we sure. speak. Uh, I've got questions for you that I'm going to have, and, and potentially I'll have some from the chat room as well. So I'll just field them fast and furious, and hopefully you can keep up with me. Um, tell my listeners, uh, was the bass the first instrument you picked up? Um, well, I think when I was growing up in Brooklyn, um, my older brother's a guitar player, for, for starters. So I right. think I definitely tried to play the guitar before the bass, but it didn't feel really good to me because I'm left-handed, and the pick was kind of uncomfortable. My brother spotted sure. it, and uh, he suggested a little electric bass that there was one hanging on the wall down the street on somebody's house. It was like a, a, a Sears Telstar. For ten bucks, we got it. And uh, but but before that, even I had some bongos and and some maracas, and I was singing with my brother and playing a little percussion and. I think I kind of wanted to be a drummer too. I was really into the drums, okay. so but that it didn't work out. You know, it it didn't uh, didn't happen, and uh, and I'm glad now. <laughs> oh yeah, I was going to say into the bass. It's you know, pretty amazing so. what the outcome was. You know, in comparison. Well, I'm thankful so. for that. I, you know, obviously, um, there's such a great history of, of bass players, and you know, uh, I have so many heroes and people that I admire and. 
people that inspired me, uh, like James Jamerson and Willie Weeks and people like Gerald Germont. And, and these are some of the just the, the first electric bass players. Oh, of course, McCartney also. Sure. And, uh, oh, absolutely. And I was gonna... You know, there's a lot, a lot of guys I mind. listen to because I, I listen to a lot of different kinds of music, so. As you say, you read my mind because that's exactly what I was going to ask. Who was the first bass player that you, you know you heard that completely blew you away? I and mean, was there somebody that you said, "Wow"? Yeah, well, that, well, without even knowing his name because he didn't get credit uh, for many years was James Jamerson on all those Motown Absolutely. sides, whether it be Stevie Wonder's records or, you know, all the all the artists that he played on, you know, from the Supremes to you know, you name it. He did a lot of incredible playing, but also Willie Weeks. One of the one of the records that also really just blew me out was Donny Hathaway Live. Oh, which sure. A lot of people talk about that one. I mean, that was just uh, monstrous. So absolutely. I mean, hey, you know, so there's question. a lot of there's a lot of guys, and then I got all also way into jazz, and um, you know Ray Brown, Ron Carter, people like uh, uh, Percy Heath, uh, Doug Watkins, Paul Chambers. Uh, it's, you know Eddie Gomez, Stanley Clark, oh, sure. Dave Holland, uh, you know Charlie Hayden, uh, you know many, 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 many guys really inspired me. So, um, sure. you know I'm 51, so I had the the benefit of also um, being able to listen to all the the uh, giants uh, like Oscar Pettiford and uh, Jimmy Blanton even before Ray Brown and, and and so, you know, all these things influenced me. And then I just, I, I liked a lot of different kinds of music. I, I grew up also playing a lot of rock and roll. So obviously McCartney okay. was very influential in that. And I also was a big Who fan. I loved Who's Next. My John brother Edwittle. and I listened to that a lot. And Hendrix, oh, Cream. Cream was big in our house. You know, it's all sure. kinds of stuff. Jack Bruce. It's amazing. Yeah, totally. I have to tell you. You know, you hear all these names, and I, I'm, I know that, you know, listeners worldwide know a lot of the names that you're mentioning, and some maybe they, they don't. But in all honesty, it, it, you know, I have to tell you, you have your own unique style, uh, and anyone that's ever heard you knows that. But you can definitely hear some of the influences, and it's so nice how you've incorporated them into your bass playing. And that's that, you know, because some people either rip directly off and you go, oh, okay, you know, I know what they were trying to do. That was a Jocko riff, you know. But and by the way, I loved def- him as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. And a Florida guy down here, you know. Oh, yeah, um, totally. But, but what, what amazes me is that is that when you listen to your bass playing is that you definitely incorporate it so tastefully that, you know, and you make it your own. That's the nice part. So, it, you know, you can hear I the influence, that. but it's, but it's not it's not overdone where you go okay yeah I, I, I that sounds way too much like something I heard you know from so and so but anyway sure, uh, sure so so I have some questions that are coming in here let me let me get to the, some of them from uh, from Amsterdam Holland I've got Johanna three seven three and it says hi Stu I love your show great guests I started playing bass at thirteen and I'm twenty three right now I wanted to ask John how did you decide what music you wanted to ultimately play for recording purposes. I didn't really, um, I'm very uh, much a, a broad listener of many styles. So what happened with me is because I was so eclectic, that wound up be, being my choice. <laughs> Any and Got all it. great music that I could get my hands on. So I wound up backing into all these other styles. I started off playing by ear. 
I was playing a lot of soul music, rock and roll and all that, and then I got into jazz early, and then I branched out and got into Latin music, you know, what they call Latin music, that's a very generic term, but music from all the Americas, whether it be from right. Cuba, Puerto Rico, Panama, Venezuela, all that stuff, and from meeting guys from, from Peru and all these places. And also... Um, Classical music. When I, by the time I got to college, I was studying classical music and playing. And I'd been playing a little bit in high school, but I really got into it in college. So much so that my teachers were very upset when I when I left college after three years and went on the road to be a jazz musician. <laughs> and, and all these other musics that I was playing. I was also a studio musician in L.A. at that sure. time. So yeah. I, I left, you know, and bolted. But but I, I love that music, and I still I do play a lot of chamber music still, and all kind of stuff. So I, you know, I'm one of those guys that didn't really. You could say a lot of people, you know, they know me most from jazz music. Um, right. So you could say that my love for jazz, uh, you know, became predominant. But I did right. a whole lot of other stuff too. You know? Oh yeah, so, almost definitely. Yeah. You know, it's and it's pretty illustrious your career as as you know as as to who you play with as at the top of the show. In my intro, I mean, I mentioned some people, everybody from Sting, you know, um, to to uh, you know to Carly Simon, you know, everything in between. Um, so the next question is from Brandon Roush from Auckland. But you know, I want to say one thing before that. Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. All those people, but you know, the, the, some of the 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 most important people we didn't talk about, and that would be people like. Um, Freddie Hubbard, Chick Corea, Wayne Shorter, and Herbie Hancock. Oh, of course. Those are oh, the I'm guys that, that, and of course, Miles, I never played with him, but his music shaped me an incredible amount. So anyway, go ahead. Go to the next one. Yeah, no, no, I was going to say, I mean, we'll yeah. definitely get, I want to I talk about Chick and, and, you know, his influence and, and, and being and playing with him. And I have to say, for anyone who has ever had a chance to see both the electric and the acoustic, the, the, the uh, ensemble, it's amazing. It's great stuff. Um uh, so the next one is from Brandon Roush from New Auckland, New Zealand, and it says, wow. Ooh, I really enjoy, yeah, I, I really enjoy learning a lot about wine and music, and I love both. Your show has great guests. My question for John is, let's see, let me see if I can read this. When did you realize that your bass playing had become good enough for session recordings? Um, you know, I was just trying to get better, and then I wound up meeting more people, and then I sort of fell into the whole thing of session playing. I think I did my first demo session kind of recordings as an early teenager. I must have been about 14 wow. or 15. You know, Amazing. playing on little demos and things like that. That but was in the Bay Area. Before, you know, I moved out from New York. We lived in the Bay Area for a while. And then I moved down to, sure. we moved down to L.A. And by the time I hit L.A., I'd had a little studio experience, but then I got a whole bunch more. And, right. you know, I don't think I ever made a decision. I, I just was trying to get better. I wanted to try it. And uh, I did try it, and it seemed to go well, and then people seemed to feel comfortable with me in that environment. I mean, right. I, I, was, I, was, I was an ear player who then became somebody who was schooled and learned how to read. And then, uh, even to my surprise, because when I first started playing music, I couldn't read at all. I became somebody who could sight read and really deal with stuff quickly, which I always encourage my students because I said I was the worst sight reader in the history of mankind and then somehow really learned it, you know, by God's right. grace, I guess, and, and, and I became good at it. So if I can learn how to read music, anybody can. So, <laughs> so that's how 
I didn't really, you know, I didn't just wake up one day and go, well, now I'm ready. I think right. I, I just sort of, it just sort of evolved, you know. Yeah, it's funny because I just got a question from someone in, in Hong Kong that that says it's kind of it, it dovetails right into what you were talking about. It says it's from uh, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Xing Zhao, um, or it could be Xing Zhao. Um, but anyway, it says, Stu, please ask John, can a person who reads tab but not read music play in a band? Well, um, I really don't know. I've never played in a situation where, where tab was used. Ever. Right. So, uh, not not with the guys I'm playing with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that won't, Let's just that put won't it that fly. way. <laughs> it just won't fly, exactly. <laughs> they don't have everything in tablature for you. <laughs> no, you've um, got to read you know, notes. Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah. so let me just get to the questions. Some of the questions I had for you as well. Um, let me just uh, put here. I, you know, the thing is, is that I, the way I, I, I see things in in, um, in you know the the music industry this, these days, it's kind of interesting. I don't know if you've watched uh, American Idol. Oh, my daughter's watching all the time. Okay, so you've you've I'm sure you heard I've about Casey it. Casey Abrams and all that. Yeah, I was player. I was um. That was kind of neat to see a bass player in there. I like that. I wanted yeah. to get your I wanted to get your feedback on that because you know any guys out there you know put it this way I mean typically with American Idol and again I'm just this is just one man's opinion you know yeah. you kind of look for somebody that's kind of versatile uh, and it's rare that you see a bass player who really has you know writes music he writes music and and he sings. Well, yeah, stuff. let me He's, let me tell you right now. Yeah, please do. I think it's it's really a drag that. Um, and I won't mention names that some of these other people are still there and he's not there anymore. But that's yes. just part of I guess that's just the nature of the beast. You know, it's right. it's a, it's also it's not solely obviously based on musicianship. It's a popularity contest because sure the whole is. American public votes, right? Yes. So yes, yes, yes. then then you're dealing with it's not about musical merit anymore. Right. It's you know, who people like the way they look or whatever. I don't know what they think, but I, you know, I don't know what goes through their heads. But obviously, somebody like that, that bass player Casey, is a real musician, actually. Yes. You know, he Very can talented. actually function in musical settings. Yes. You know, he anybody. could go and, uh, you know, be around all kinds of different people and probably make really good music. I was about to say, I mean, he has that option. He's versatile enough to be able to yeah, do that. Yeah, and he can play the instrument. Too. So he can sing right. and play, which is really great. I I, I I, thought it was really refreshing. You know, when, I, I remember when they called me in one night and they said, look, there's a bass player on there. I said, oh, this is great. <laughs> so, so, so I was rooting for him. I was pulling for yeah, him. Yeah, me too. Me too, as, as, as a bass player and uh, as, as uh, um, you know, as um a, I, I never say former musician as a musician, but you know, because I, I, I was one that learned by ear, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and and so my, I, I definitely cannot sight read. Forget about it. <laughs> it's, that's just out of the question. Look, I, if can I can learn. learn you could do it too. I know. I, I know. Horrible. I know. <laughs> I know. And I should I should get back to. It. And here's the strange thing is that I worked. You know, I tell people. People know my my listeners know I worked for Warner Brothers and I worked for DCI, which brings me to the DCI question. Now mm-hmm. I remember. Do some DCI video days. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell my listeners a little about how you feel about, let's say, obviously you feel strongly about music education. Those were some 25 years ago. I don't want to date you, but, but you know, no, it's true. It was a while ago. 
<laughs> and, and and they were I, I want to say they were fantastic videos to learn um, you know all styles of bass playing and 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 uh, you know and, and you know really good rudimentary as well as advanced technique. Um, I just wanted to ask since that time you know obviously we have the internet and so on YouTube where you can, what, what do you think the the good and the bad grade it? Tell me what you just grade the 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 you know education as far as how it's come from that point to now. You know it's hard to say. Um, I think there's so much information available to people now. Right. That it's astounding. But in some Absolutely. ways, it's kind of tricky because some of the students are being spoon-fed. You know, they're given everything. Like, we had to sort of work for it. We had to listen to the records, try to just learn stuff. We didn't have as many books or videos or how-to instructional things that we could just log on and look at. So sure. in some ways, it's great that the information is more available. In some ways, I think you've got to be careful because sometimes it lulls kids into a, like a, a complacency, like you know they can just sort of look at it on the computer and think that they've learned it. Sure. And that's and not no the way it is. Say, yeah, that's no not the way it is. Say, that's not the way yeah. real music is played. Now, you know, then there are talented kids who are able to to sort of weed through all that, learn from that, and then still have a work ethic and actually work on it. And sure. Mix it in with the other, you know, because those still the the old ways of doing it, like learning by ear, going to hear music, being in community with other musicians, and actually get together and play and work out ideas. That's vital. Absolutely. It's still vital. I think, yeah. you know. Yeah, the, I know. I agree. The, it's more community oriented. The problem is now with our whole society is that it's so individualistic. Sometimes I think we pay a heavy price because it, yeah. it, you know, it's more isolationist. Yes, people I agree. alone doing their thing voluntarily, you know. And, yeah, um, yeah. That doesn't make the greatest music. No. The greatest no. music, you know, like, like look at all the bands, the great bands. You know, it's harder to have great bands anymore. But every once in right. a while one pops through, right? Yeah. And it's a big difference when there's a band that stays together. Oh, and sure. develops something. Then, you know, there's some mind reading going on. There's some intuition and stuff that you can't create just from slapping some people together. Right. Who don't know each other. So let me let me ask you let me ask you a question about wine. So what do you like to drink? Tell me tell my wow. listeners what you, you know, know I was looking I was I made some notes because there's a lot of stuff that I like. Okay. I'm a big fan of Italian wine, being an Italian American. Okay. I love Barolo wines and mm -hmm. I also love Barbaresco wines. Mm -hmm. And I had one I gotta tell you the other day that actually I bought a couple of these as gifts, as special things for people, because these are not what I would normally uh, be affording to drink. But um, <laughs> these were one, gotcha. one couple got married, and the other guy's yeah. been helping me with all these translation things for something I'm doing in Italy. And my Italian okay. is pretty good, but it's not good enough to do lengthy business transactions. So sure. for these two people, I got uh, 1998... Mocha Gatta Barbaresco Brick Balin. Now that's Mocha Gatta, M O C C A G A T T A. Incredible Barbaresco. Gotcha. Incredible. Now, Very raisiny. Oh, just one of the best wines I've had in years, actually. Just blew okay. me out. You know, I was lucky because okay. I gave it to this one guy, this friend of mine. He said, No, 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 no. You have to come to my house. 
my wife will cook us a nice Italian meal and we'll drink it together. And I said, well, if you insist, you know. So <laughs> Yeah, it turned away uh, that. You know, so that's that's one that just blew me out of the water. There's some other Italian wines that I'm very fond of, too. Now, the Barolos, um, big fan of Conterno, Poderi Conterno, Aldo Conterno, sure. maybe like, you know, the, the one time, another. These are like special occasion things first, I'm telling sure, you. Sure, sure, sure. This is like yeah, the yeah. 2000 Grand Busia. Oh, great, sure. Great. Um, Got some age on it. Yeah, and then also... Um, Another one that's less expensive. I mean, also I'm a big fan of Peruso. No, but and Prunotto, which is in Antonori, the Busia, mm-hmm. also. Yes, yes, yes. Great. And then, but then you know, now going to ones that maybe you can drink more often. Uh, there's a wine in Umbria called Sagrantino di Montefalco. Sure, Sagrantino. Love those it. are great especially, wines. Especially very... the Montefalco one, the one that's drier, not the sweet one. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, right. Arnaldo Caprai was one of the, or Antonelli. Um, these are good producers to me. I mean, you know, these are this is just my opinion. Antonori is a very solid winemaker in Italy. I've had, you know, their wines of different varieties. Whenever they get involved in something, I, I've never been burned. Uh, I'm going to recommend one. one to you right now. I'm going to really? recommend an Antonori to you. Yes, I am. Great. Use, it will blow your socks off. Ready? Which one? It's called Guado. It's Tenuta Guado Guado Altasso. Okay, Tenuta. Right. Guado G A U D A O. I mean D O. G U G U A D O. G U A D O. Separate word all. A L. Al. Tasso. T A S S O. Altasso. Try to try to find a 2000 if you can. A 2001. It's a it's a blend. It's got yeah. uh, Cab and uh, Merlot and I think Syrah. It's only three. Uh, no, it so, might, yeah, I think it's Cab Merlot and Syrah, and it's just outstanding. Yeah, wine. I'll check that now, out because I'm I'm way into those. The other things I like too is a lot of times just just like a a Montepulciano, Montepulciano di Abruzzo, or a, you know Montepulciano, right. those kind of wines, and Chiantis mm-hmm. too. Like I like Antonori again for for Chiantis. You well, know. they've been around hundreds of years. They've been around, yeah. like, you know, many generations have been making wine. So, Antonori, yeah. it's a solid winemaker. Um, you know, and those are good sipping wines. You can sip on Chianti if you want, in addition yeah. to pairing it up with good food. So, um, and, let me ask some other questions here. So, because um, we only have a couple more minutes, and I want to make sure I get it all in here. Sure. Uh, so, here's a question that I ask everyone. And mind you, just so you know, John, on my show, every guest... Um, I ask different questions. It's completely unique. So every show is completely unique. Uh, but this is the one question I've asked everybody, and I, I love the answers I get because it's completely different. By way of miracle, let's say tomorrow you can sit down with anyone in the world, alive or dead, and enjoy a meal with them and some wine. Who would it be and why? Uh, wow. <laughs> Heavy duty, right? You mean apart apart from Jesus? <laughs> well, no, people said that too. People said Jesus <laughs> because that's that's yeah. my number one pick right there. <laughs> and exactly. after all, um, uh, you know, I am a, a strong believer, and and uh, and that would be he would be number one, obviously okay. for so, for yeah, my I'm obvious sure. reasons, you know. Okay, um, sure. Uh, but but and also not only because, um, you know, of of the. Uh, the the faith and the spiritual reasons of my belief in him as son of god and the savior and all that that that's one thing but also 
the fact that Jesus' first miracle that he ever performed was turning water into wine at someone's wedding. Yes. So he was somebody who, who believed in the art and the beauty of wine. So, right. so uh, that's okay. very apropos as yeah. well. And uh, no, now, absolutely. in terms of just uh, mortal men, <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, they're uh, Coltrane, John Coltrane. Very he cool. Yeah, would be at the top of the list. Uh, because not only was he a, a genius and, and a man who changed jazz music and the saxophone, and he was deeply spiritual, and his music always moves me in a deep right. way. Um, the other thing cool. about him is that um, from everybody who knows him, who knew him and everything, everybody talks about what a kind person he was. And a deep thinker right. and an incredible musician, my, one of my biggest heroes in music. Absolutely. So, so that's those are the, you know, after 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 God <laughs> comes Coltrane. Gotcha, Coltrane. <laughs> well, listen, I got to say, John, I, I hate to cut us short here, but I, that was as much as I had for the show tonight. So I want to thank you so much. No for problem. This on. is fun. And I definitely want to have you on again in the future, and we'll talk more about uh, Coltrane and and Jesus and uh, and wine and music and and all that everything. We're gonna we'll talk the spectrum. Um, thanks so much for coming on, and and, uh, and and good luck with all the music coming up that you've got coming out. And uh, I, I I urge everybody to go to uh, johnpatitucci.com. Check out all the good stuff there. You can check out all his music, uh, the tours the events that are coming up, and um, I highly suggest that you do so. John, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you. What a ball. That's fun. Be well. Okay, you too, man. Take care. Bye. Take care. God bless you. Yep. That was John Patitucci. As you know, you can always go to my website, www.stewthewineguru.com, and check out uh, this show, you can it'll be an archive show. You'll just click on John's picture. In addition to that, if you have any questions, you can email them to info at stewthewineguru.com. Uh, I'll be happy to answer those. Uh, in addition to that, uh, you can check out any of the videos and some of the articles that I have. I've posted them up there. As I always say, if it's time to pour the wine, it's time for Stew the Wine Guru. Drink up, good night, and good wine. And now on Blog Talk Radio, you're listening to Wine Talk with Stu the Wine Guru.